Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's the worst idea. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst. Family time, my baby. Oh, I like it. Do you know there's there's nothing there's nothing more family time than um me doing this right now with you right now. I don't think either of us have the time or desire, but family knows no boundaries, it knows no bounds. I got the desire. I'm thirsty. Thirsty for a bit of family uh, time. Time for a family meeting, guy. Okay. Dad. <laughs> I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how are you feeling, bro? Let's start there. I've been running hot. I've been running cold. Oh. Uh, it's been, honestly, I, it fills me with gratitude for how much of the year I've been healthy. Uh, there have been a lot of sick people around me, both at home and just friends and, you know, family. But um, I'm perennially sick because I'm a fucking sick guy. Yeah. but So... I'm bitterly disappointed. I kind of also take a weird and unhealthy pride in my immune system. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's an extra strike of embarrassment in having gotten got. Uh, I've been on bed rest for coming on 48 hours now. Uh, I am bored of myself. I'm bored of the internet. I um, Do you think you were pushing it a bit? Because you, you like... You were doing a lot of stuff right up until when you got sick. Do you think you were kind of sick and you were ignoring it? <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to put you on blast at all or connect any timelines for people. No, I mean it's a reasonable question. I think, yeah, it was the timing was opportune and that I have very little on this week, and so there is a chance that it's that like, you know, my body uh, lodging a request for a break. And quite politely too. You scheduled in some sickness. Good for it and good for you. I'm going to have a beer. Ah, oh, that sounds fun. I, uh, yeah, I've been running a fever. But look, Tim, truth be told, I'm close to feeling the best I have since I came down. I thought it was going to be a week-long kind of flu. I'm hoping for like a 48-hour sort of fever that just blasts yeah. through my body. Only time will tell. But I will say doing very basic things. It's still quite tiring. And it's not COVID because I keep checking. Yeah, it hasn't stopped you potting, and I appreciate that. You're yeah. Potting with your boy, which is me. I'm your yeah. boy. It's Tim. I couldn't stop. 
I mean, I could have, but Can't I wouldn't. Stop, won't stop. Yeah. GameStop. I am, this just in, 24 hours from now, all going to plan will be in the air because uh, tomorrow I'm embarking on the dumbest fucking thing I've decided to do for <laughs> okay. a while. <laughs> That's It's an interesting review before you've done it. Um, I certainly, I I think it's it's noble, admirable, and also insane what you're doing. And I don't mm. think I've heard you refer to it in such... Uh, I want to say disparaging terms, but with any element well, your mic's of... mic's gone a bit funny there. I just turned it down a touch because it was peaking mm. on my, my end. Oh, it's getting a bit hot. Yeah. Um, can you tell me about the the mental timeline from... Well, first of all, for those who don't know why the trip is a challenge, Tim will be traveling with beautiful Remy. I haven't even, I haven't even said what the thing is. It's a, it's a journey. Well, I'm going on a journey. I'm going on an adventure. An adventure that is ever so brief <laughs> to the UK, yes. which is among the furthest places you can go when you start from Auckland, New Zealand. And uh, I'm going to be in London for like five days and then fly home. And it takes about 30 hours to get there and 30 hours to get back. And I'm bringing my toddler, just me. <laughs> Oh, Four twelve-hour flights inside a week, just me and Remy. So talk to me about uh, just where you're at booking it, like mentally in terms of like it's going to be okay, it's going to be okay. Uh, to like now staring down the barrel of sitting on this plane with a two-year-old. How are you? I've feeling? done a lot of prep. I've done a lot of prep. Um, I what bought, are you looking for? <laughs> I bought so many toys and uh, so many snacks. I've overshot it, I think, a little bit. Um, last night, I I didn't I I didn't do any kind of thinking or preparation about it until last night, and I was like, oh, I'm off in 48 hours. I should probably look into this. So I started going on like top 10 tips for traveling with toddlers lists online. Of course. Number one, book the earliest morning flight you can because they are the least likely flights to be cancelled or delayed. I have done the opposite. Okay, really good. So we're off to a flying start. Don't excuse the pun. I won't. Welcome it. Tip so number I don't know, two. Man. Tip number two. Uh, well, it seems to me that I'm not going to fucking go through the, the muck and the mire of it, but it seems like the the cut and thrust is this. Get, a, get four things and just keep rotating them. Yep. We've got snacks, put some shit on a tablet, have books, toys, and just keep rotating until they sleep. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got some melatonin. I know the correct dosage that he's allowed to have for his weight. We've got Pamol if shit hits the fan. We've got many different snacks. You and know, Do you know what I think you have? Doing everything sp- I can. You have in spades, which I think will be a huge benefit to you, is a good attitude. Because ultimately, you know, uh, all of your best laid plans, they might go to waste and yep. at the end of the day, it's going to be you and him up there. And it's going to be on you to hold it down because the guy, he's intelligent, but he's also two. This is the thing. And he's turned a real corner in the last week to the point where I don't think I'd have booked the flights now knowing what he's capable of. <laughs> What's he been doing? A lot of toddler kind of behavior. I Just see. really, really knocking his almost two-year-old weight around. He's adventurous, he's confident, he's got opinions, yeah. He's got big opinions, big thoughts about the world, and he's not afraid to communicate them. God bless him. 
Um, my secret weapon, though, which was something I'd been reading about on the internet, and I think I, like, I'm not on TikTok, but TikToks get delivered to me, I think, through, like, YouTube Shorts or Instagram or something. Um, like, bribing flight attendants and the passengers around you with chocolate to kind of uh, satiate them. And I'm, uh, I'm gunning for an upgrade. I reckon I've got it in me. Wow. Yeah. How do you do it? He's a cute kid, and I've bought some chocolate bars for the flight attendants, and I'm going to get Remy to do a bunch of, like, pictures with crayon at the airport and then write on the back of them. Um, sorry if I'm loud. I'm two. And uh, wave them around, and I, I reckon I can get an upgrade. Shit. I'm, uh, I hope, I hope I'm going to get right. an upgrade or an, or an aneurysm, one of the two. You could get both. You know, even in business class, Remy's still two. Uh <laughs> I uh, that's I like that. I mean, I I I now feel when there's a loud baby. I mean, you know, noise cancelling headphones obviously have changed flying for everyone. But when you're young, before you're even the the spectre of responsibility that comes with being a parent is in front of you. Obviously, it's very easy to be frustrated by the crying baby or by the parent. For the last however long, all sympathies, of course, just go to the parent. It's like. It's, you know, well, and the baby, but you don't need to overcorrect. You don't need to apologize to people before anything's happened. I'm all for buttering up the flight attendants, but the people sitting next to you, they'll just be, they'll just sit there. They'll see you sit down with Remy. They'll think, fuck, fuck. And that's fine. Yeah, but if I throw chocolate at them, it just, it greases the wheels a little bit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think it's going to be, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a real roll of the dice, but I reckon it's going to be all right. What about uh, on arrival? What do you got in front of you? Touchdown. Staying uh, with my brother, which is the the reason I'm going. Mm -hmm. um, hanging out with him for like two and a half days. Fantastic. Uncle Dave and Aunt Amanda to Remy. She's not, not to Aunt everyone. Amanda to me. She's my sister-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, You are Aunt Amanda. Got... <laughs> You're my sister-in-law. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say when I get off the plane. <laughs> um, then I've got a wedding and it's going to be a biggie it's Nick is, Sampson's wedding is, uh, is Remy spoken for is he coming it's still up in the air because Dave and Amanda could look after him if 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 the what is it called a meet cute if that goes well on days one and uh, two but we've got to see if there's chemistry do you know what there's going to be chemistry, and if I were you, I would be doing everything to engineer that chemistry. Yeah, 100%. But we'll see. Of course. It's not, a, it's not a given, but I will do everything in my power to make sure that I do not have a baby at that wedding. Yeah. Man, you got hard. a big... That's you got how a, it is. You got a big, a big day, a big week coming up. You've got a huge... Like, I hope you um take notes. This could be the bedrock for a comedy show, a stand-up yeah. show. Like, well, I hope so because that will that will be infinitely more justifiable to write it off as a tax expense, which I'm going to do either way. <laughs> so, <laughs> if Inland Revenue is asking, um, this is this is all just for me to do a comedy show about. Oh man! Well, I mean, if it goes well, that's great because you've just had a fantastic holiday. If it goes poorly, you could have a show on your hands. Yeah, that's true. And also, it's not cynical because you haven't engineered the trip to write a comedy show. 
you've booked a trip unless the tax <laughs> department is asking in well, which yeah, case i have yeah i don't know what the rules with that stuff is um i'm going to be doing meetings and that's the reason i'm going yeah if uncle sam is listening to me our <laughs> uncle sam who's that i don't fucking kev probably it's new zealand um listen man family time is not exclusively about me though i appreciate the generosity of you wanting to really dig into what's going on in my world i'm i am interested and excited and um hopeful and supportive and sick yeah <laughs> mainly sick <laughs> the main one i am is sick <laughs> I am going to uh, dig deep into the mailbag. Yeah, good on you. Unless you want to. Uh, I do have one here. I can have a look around. 20th of April. I'm trying to figure out how to use Facebook. Okay. Okay, I'll just read it. This is from 19th of April, 2022, 8.19am New Zealand time. Hi, Tim, and Guy, if you will. I will. Um, you guys need to talk about this. You guys need to talk this guy down off the ledge, but I suppose it's too late. It definitely is now because it's over a year since this email was sent. If you're not afraid to... Are we the only podcast that reads fan mail from like over a year ago? Do you think? No one else is doing that. It's innovative. Is it a badge of honor? It was different, isn't it? Yeah, difference, difference a word for it. Difference important on the internet. Um, here's the link. Otherwise, search for it. I am not suggesting you attempt to break this record. The article says he did it while, quote, balancing family and work obligations. So maybe he's a role model. Take care from Alex. Uh, I've got a HuffPo link, and the um, title is Florida Man Holds P Long Enough to Break World Record Watching Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, I think I remember this news item doing the rounds. He spent $3,400 on tickets to see Spider-Man No Way Home 292 times. While balancing work and life responsibilities. Yeah, I think that was at the cinema. I heard about that. Uh, Yeah, thanks, Alex. I've got no need to engage with um, with that. (laughs) I got something for you. Go on. Hi, boys. I know you get a lot of these, so I'll keep this short. You're repeating your repeated viewings of the Fast franchise inspired me to ask my best friends to also travel the Fast cinematic universe. Since it's now possible to simply watch movies without some sort of twist, we were originally going to watch them chronologically in terms of the actual time of day relative to their movie number, i.e. watching Fast 1 at 1pm, 2 Fast 2 Furious at 2pm, Tokyo Drift at 3pm, etc. until we watched Fast X at 10pm. Then we realized that we're in our mid-30s and that our bodies physically can't meet the demand that such viewings would dutifully take. So we decided to do a bog-standard drinking game instead. Basically, I, I love this logic of um, we can't stay up to watch a <laughs> so two-and-a-half-hour movie at 10, right but we just blast our bodies with alcohol at 1 p.m. <laughs> we decided to do a bog-standard drinking game instead. Basically, every time a member of the family obeys a traffic law, we take a shot. <laughs> For example, is Tom wearing a seatbelt? Take a shot. Did Brian come to a full and complete stop at a traffic light? Take a <laughs> shot. It's helped to keep the movies engaging at their most mundane moments. Okay, that's everything. Keep up the good work, boys. Signed, a very proud Twiawat Substack member, Chris from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, USA. 
P.S. I emailed my fast sex theory last US Thanksgiving Day 2022 and never heard back. I won't take that personal, but I do ask that he re- read the 17-page theory on your own time because someone else needs to suffer for the work that it entailed. <laughs> 17, I, I mean... Sorry, did this... The internet cut out there briefly. The, um, that person sent us a 17-page Email Timbo... <laughs> yeah, Email Timbo a fast X theory, 17 pages on US Thanksgiving last year. It sounds like you're still in April. So What's this um, person's what's this person's name? Let's bring it up. Let's go to the computer. Chris Chris is Chris is all I get. Chris is spelled K R I S. Nope. Did you say K R I S? Yeah. Nope. Sorry, bud. The reason <laughs> why is I don't appear to... Hold on. Here it is. I searched. Yeah, okay. Finally joined Patreon and Fast and Furious 10 fan theory. This is somewhat long. I'm going to forge you the email guy if you go into your Gmail and we'll take turns, eh? Are we going to get into it now? Yeah, we are. Oh, oh wow. Look at that, Chris. Ask and you shall receive. You've done it. Here's the start. Hey, boys. Hope all is well. Long-time fan of the podcast and new member of your Patreon club. I'll just put a little uh, editor's note in here. Um, we've gone over to Substack now, if you want to join us and see some video episodes and bonus content. Uh, it was long overdue, as you frosty fellas have provided many hours of entertainment during some rough times. I'm not a PhD student or a libertarian, but I am a fan of the Fast and Furious film franchise. So, imagine my pure excitement when you announced your next steps during the most recent Till Death Do Us Blart podcast. I fully understand that these aren't what most people would call good movies, but they are packed with entertainment value and are ripe for you two nut twisters to poke fun at. Now that the pleasantries are aside, I wanted to share why I really emailed you on this wonderful Thanksgiving day. I recently watched Fast 9. There was enough open-endedness during the final scenes to really take the series to another level, so I had an idea for a potential plot-slash-crossover for the next Fast and Furious movie. My My theory is compiled below. I also posted this to Reddit, but as with anything not in the hive mind, it was promptly downvoted into oblivion and never seen again. Here is that original post. Fast 9 spoilers below. A brief recap of the end of Fast 9 for context. One of the biggest moments in the movie is when Ludacris and Tyrese launch themselves inside a car into space in order to destroy a satellite. The two talk about this in the final scene of the movie where we join the entire cast at Dom's house for a cookout. During this cookout scene, we learn that the two were up there a few weeks and discovered by a space station crew. Later in that same scene, we see a blue Mitsubishi Lancer pull up to the house before cutting to credits. Although we never see him, we assume that the driver is Brian, whom they were waiting for before saying grace. Fast 9 ends here. Here's where my story for Fast 10 picks up. As Fast 10 begins, we see Brian get out of the car and make his way to the family. Everyone is excited to see him, except for Ludacris and Tyrese. They are absolutely shocked and confused, because it's not Brian at all. At least, not the Brian they know. Instead of Paul Walker, who sadly passed away, RIP, Brian is actually played by actor Jason Momoa. To everyone else in the family, this is totally normal and expected. The new Brian mentions a new case he's on regarding a terrorist group in New York City that is working on securing futuristic military-grade technology that even Brian himself admits he barely understands. 
Ludacris and Tyrese leave the cookout completely dumbfounded, but of course agree to the mission with the rest of the team. As they carry out the mission, both Ludacris and Tyrese notice little inconsistencies in the team, like Dom is driving an electric car to the mission, stuff like that. They eventually fail the mission because someone completed it first before they even got there. The team assumes it's a counterintelligence operation, possibly another another foreign government trying to secure this futuristic technology for themselves. Now they have to deal with two enemies for this world-changing technology. Ludacris's character in the Fast series is very science-minded and calculated. He eventually figures out that when he and Tyrese were in space, they accidentally entered a wormhole into a parallel universe. They keep this to themselves out of fear and knowing that no one would believe them. Do you want to jump in, Tim? Yeah, I would love to. And uh, it's later in the movie now, and once again they fail another mission to secure the futuristic technology because the other team gets there first. But this time, they get their first glimpse, albeit in a dark room, of the enemy soldiers who keep getting there first. These aren't normal soldiers either. They are highly trained in weaponry and martial arts. After a lengthy and even-sided battle, these mysterious figures are eventually revealed they are the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. In the next scene, we find out that they're trying to stop the Foot Clan and Shredder from gathering the futuristic technology because it would effectively change the world. This technology has the ability to create portals into other dimensions. And Shredder is intent on merging his world with another in order to take over both. However, the Turtles have been effective in stopping it, even securing a piece to prevent Shredder's plan from happening. Shredder eventually makes their appearance, played by none other than Charlize Theron, who was originally Cypher, the cyber-terrorist in the normal universe, but Shredder in this universe. She manages to steal the missing piece from the Turtles and put together the portal. Eventually, the Turtles and the Fast team encounter the Foot Clan and Shredder for an incredible final battle to prevent the portal from activating and save the world. Unfortunately, Shredder frees herself enough to activate the portal, but can't figure out how to merge the universes. She is then defeated shortly after by the Ninja Turtles and Vin Diesel. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. 
Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. As the Turtles and Fast team stand around the portal, Ludacris realizes that this may be he and Tyrese's only chance to return to their world. He has an aha moment and understands why the portal wasn't merging universes. Ludacris deduces that they need a way to build up enough speed to break through the energy barrier that prevents the universes from collapsing onto each other. They need something with NOS. Dom understands what must be done and offers his electric vehicle, which uses NOS in this universe, as the vessel that will take them through the portal and let them return home. Ludacris and Tyree say their goodbyes to the turtles, get in the electric vehicle, jam the accelerator and hit the NOS. The plan works and they return to the universe. But in the process, the chaotic energy destroys the portal. The movie ends with Ludacris and Tyrese hugging in the car, not believing the adventure they just had. All of a sudden, they hear something in front of the car. They go outside, pop the frunk, which I'm assuming is front trunk, and look inside with wide-eyed shock. The movie cuts to black before we see what they saw, creating the ultimate cliffhanger for Fast 11. The end. If, for some godforsaken reason, you've made it this far and decide to read it on a friend zone, please don't say my name. I'm ashamed of this. Thanks for the great Uh-oh. show. <laughs> Too late. Wow. There's an addendum. I'm sure you boys have your reasons not acknowledging the lengthy fast temp. Yeah, because we're we're slow. That's all. I've got a new fan theory for Fast 11 as I call it. Fast 11 Cruise Control. The fast team must battle a sentient AI, codenamed Tron Cruise, voiced by Tom Cruise. I think I've got oh, an wow. album called... Um, Contrues. I like the name. On vinyl. Hell bent on wiping out humanity with its fleet of killer Teslas. Turn it up to 11 with Fast 11 Cruise Control. I like, I like, I like that. I like that theory. I would, I want to forge you something else, guy, because, um, this is from, I'm getting out of order now. This is from March of this year originally, but I've got an email chain that came to the top because, um, this person, replied again this morning or earlier today and uh it's salient to where we're at with and just like that okay and i think you're going to enjoy it. i actually haven't read it in full but i'd like you to okay if you don't mind or if you're feeling got... too sick to do that i'm happy to no, i can do it i can do it i believe in myself i believe in guy after flu 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 have you sent it to me? Here yeah, it comes. I have. My phone. It my starts. Just vibrated. Hello. Hello, Timory, Tim, 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 and graciously guilted guy. Do not say my name in case this gets back. In case this gets back to him, he knows who I am. <laughs> I'd recently picked up the podcast during the latter end of the pandemic, and starting with season two, it's brought to mind that one of my neighbours acted in the Sex in the City show. Not having been familiar with that piece particular piece of media, I chalked it up to him playing a secondary role as a reoccurring character or some such. But much to my surprise, when I looked it up, it turns out that he was Steve all along. Found it quite interesting having my neighbour be discussed in one of my favourite podcasts. Never had the guts to ask if he's heard of you guys, so that's on the table. Maybe he's a fan. I'd like to say that your podcast has been hilarious and comforting, carrying me off to sleep for nearly half a year. I tend to kind of blitz through podcasts. Now that I'm nearly caught up with the current feed, I can't wait to see what you have next. P.S. If you're wondering, he's pretty nice and built his own patio. 
PPS, one time he did film like a big scene for Chicago Fire, the other show he's most famous for, right around the corner from his house, which felt suspiciously like hunting for a short commute. But I can't <laughs> hold that against him. What the fuck? Next email, which was sent five days later. Having listened to later episodes of And Just Like That, I'd like to deeply reiterate to not say my name. He knows who I am and what I look like. And then uh, flash forward, that was March. So what are we now? Five months later. I hope this doesn't get lost in the quagmire for your inboxes. And honestly, you're... And honestly, your reading process doesn't seem to be the most organized. But I blame you for this. I blame you not for... I blame you not for this. Sorry, I'm rambling. I really hope this... There's a total absence of punctuation. I cannot stress that enough. (laughs) I really hope this finds you, especially with your last episodes. I feel like this information would be interesting. P.S. If there are any questions about him, I'm happy to answer. Except, like, his address. I don't what want about, to know a damn thing. I know all I want to know. You've said he's a nice guy. What about your address? He's he's uh, built his own patio. Seems reasonable. Good. Hey, Tim, I've got one more. It's long. It's like PhD level correspondence. It's from, um, you know, there are two guys dueling it out for sort of, they're, they're treating the podcast with a reverence, which it doesn't deserve. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah the... Chris Malton. Yeah. We got one from him. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. So for the uninitiated, there seem to be two individuals who are semi-competitively listening to our podcast and have done, um, respectively, like three or four goes around of all the content it, we've released, yeah. which is just crazy stuff. Here you go. Hello, Tim, and hello, Guy. Season 1, Episode 4. Guy, I'm still of the opinion we can find purpose the deeper we go. This is like you're exploring underwater. Let's go deeper. Let's go further under the sea. Tim, what if it's not deep sea diving? What if it's like a drug trip and we don't come back? Guy, I don't think it's strong enough. Tim, you'll never know. The fifth listen... The fifth listen through was an absolute romp. <laughs> this film is an absolute romp. Season 1, episode 4. Season 1, episode 21. That's a quote from us, by the way. Season 1, episode 52. Season 2, episode 12. Season 4, episode 1. Season 4, episode 36. Season 4, episode 45. My Week with Cats, episode 1. Home Alone 3, episode 1. DC 37. I can't... this commentary. And have go. has that been from my mouth ever? It doesn't say. It used to bother I me. I think s- we know. It used to bother me slightly that the seasons, especially the earlier seasons, would build to a crescendo and then fizzle with a series of live episodes that, while obviously a celebration at the end of the 50-ish watches, were playing to the live crowd as much as the recorded crowd and therefore not as funny. On the fifth listen, my opinion has changed. <laughs> <laughs> The seasons are like the Tour de France. At the end of the race, the crowds are all around the riders, cheering, surrounding them. The seasons are grand tours of cycling, and the crowds should be there to celebrate at the finish line. (laughs) I've also listened to the podcast four times. Chris is correct. Season three is the best. Trina, Family Time, Episode 3. 
I'd like to send a shout out to Trina for also walking the 52 listens road that is paved with diamonds and concrete. It's good to know that my experience of finding the We Are Your Friends season to be the best isn't a unique one. I'd like to note that this isn't to denigrate the other seasons. Everyone in the 100 meter Olympic finals fast, but only one runner can win the box office gold medal. I've listened probably four times in entirety. I've listened to Five Hour Energy twice. I'm the listener, the devoted listener, the one who knows everything. I'll be with you the entire journey. Maureen Johnson, and just like that, season one, episode three. Sending a big hello also to the talented and eloquent author Maureen Johnson. Obviously still needing a couple more five-hour energy listens to validate the full four listens, but she's putting in the work and that needs to be respected. Let me say, my fifth listen to five-hour energy, that was something else. Listening while actually watching the film, it felt like a line had been crossed. 25 hours in total. What am I doing? <laughs> it felt like a line of a cross is a very funny personal reflection <laughs> of what you're doing. Another quote. Oh, to be a cat. Guy. Season 2, episode 12. Cat's content seems to be inserting itself into episodes of earlier seasons of the podcast before my week with cats even happened. I can't say whether or not these references were in the early seasons of my first few listens, though. But they... Oh, three, but they stuck out like a sore thumb this time. I can only assume, therefore, that the seasons are changing on each listen. The work is paying off. Season two, episode 11. Guy, I'm a glamour puss. Tim, you are not. Stop saying that. Guy, I'm a glamorous pussycat. Tim, you're not. Guy, I've got a diamond collar. Tim, no. Guy, I'm owned by two wealthy real estate vendors, Patricia Warrenson, Tim, yes, and Les Handers. Tim, Les Handers, Dutch presumably? Guy, correct. They feed me. I have my own Frisian cow where I drink milk directly from. Tim, how do you spend your time? Guy, I spend my time napping off the milk. Tim, you are a glamour puss. Guy, and I go to fancy swanky cat dudes. Tim, I love it. Guy, I go to the cat ball. <laughs> Man, I don't remember Fire that riff. That's funny. <laughs> That's really funny. I don't think I've been that funny since then. <laughs> I think I remember that. I remember your glamour puss era. Mm. There's more. It wasn't. It wasn't huge. It wasn't like months and months, but. It was more than just outside that exchange in that episode. It was there was a while where you were identifying as a glamour boss. <laughs> Good on me. I want, it to, I want it to come back. Season 1, episode 16. Tim, no, they're a fine product. Sony just decided to stop marketing them as Vio anymore, so now they're just called Sony Computers. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they just stopped making computers. Can't remember. Guy, so boring. Such a weird thing to know. Listen to you ranting about computers. Put your knife away. <laughs> The seasons feel like they're split in two. Knife seasons and after knife seasons. The knife seasons feel like they're from a long time ago. The after knife are a lot fresher. The most enjoyable stretch this time was the bundle of the following. My Week with Cats plus Commentary, Do More, Home Alone 3, Killionaire 1 through 35, The Killionaire TV apps aren't canon, Deciders Club 37, 38, 50, Guy Watches Sex in the City 2 twice with COVID highlights. It feels like a Doolittle needs a Dircom, but perhaps that ship has sailed. Either way, these mini-seasons had an inertia to them that seems to be embedded in the new Fast and the Furious season, which is nice. Though what do I know? I've only listened to the Fast and the Furious episodes once, and listening once is almost like not listening at all. 
Perfect Guy, read, by the way. No, no. Guy's already said that he really doesn't want to, but a Fast and the Furious Dircom that covers all nine films, 22 hours and 45 minutes, would be pretty special. What a spectacular way to end a season. Season three, episode 33. Tim, how are the boys? How are the boys this week? You've been checking in on them. How are they going? Guy, yeah, look, they don't learn their lessons and they don't live in a world which concerns me. And with each passing week, I feel a deeper divide growing in my relationship to them. Thanks for keeping up the great work. Despite ever busier lives, it is appreciated. Say my name, Chris Malton. P.S. For the Twiwat scholars, the references to being canon or not is simply for the re-listens. Obviously, Emmanuel and Overlington Undercooked, etc. are part of the show. What authority would I have to say they're not? But recommending 52 listens of them just doesn't seem safe. P.P.S. Podcast in a Tree is missing episodes on the Substack feed. P.P.S. There's only 37 watches to go to get to 100 watches of We Are Your Friends. Ah, <laughs> oh, fantastic correspondence. What an absolute journey. I can't, and this is saying, this is coming from someone who's watched Sex in the City and Sex in the City 2 52 times a piece. I cannot relate to any franchise or piece of media the way that you relate to the bullshit we have put out over the last nine and a half years. It, it is was truly an honor. So so generous to hear those moments. Um, it's like, I don't know, I guess, it would be like thumbing through a journal that you wrote 20 years ago and yeah. coming into something and being like, oh, wow. On the knife stuff, and I, because I, I, I should we should have ended the episode there probably because it was such a high. The email was so great. Zoe bought me some knives for my birthday, which just happened while we were away in the South Island. And when I went to Queenstown Airport, I kind of forgot and I put them in a bag. And security were like, whose bag is this? And I said, that is my bag. And they said, can you come over here? And I said, sure. Because that happens all the time because I'm always flying with like microphones and cables and shit. And they think it's mm. a bomb because it looks weird in the x-ray. So like, here we go with my bloody audio recorder again. They were like, hey, man how long are the blades on these knives? I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't know. I got them yesterday as a birthday present. So they got out a little ruler and they measured the blades and it was a kit of uh, four beautiful knives, three knives and one vegetable peeler, actually, to be specific in a set. And they said, you can keep this one and handed me the vegetable peeler. And I uh, went, oh, man, that was a birthday present from my wife that I got yesterday. <laughs> and he said, well... And I hope I'm not blowing up anyone's spot. We said, we're not supposed to do this, but you can go to the post shop and the airport and mail them to yourselves, to yourself, and you can go and do that now if you want. And I said, sweet, I will. So then this guy's manager, who's like head of security at the Queenstown airport, escorted me to Paper Plus, waited for me while I fucked around and got a bag and did the payment and drew a label to myself to post it back here. And then escorted me back in front of everyone, like this massive queue that had formed. Got stopped by a um, member of Air New Zealand, I think, who had a bunch of fucking lads from Sydney who had been on the lash and were late for their flight. (laughs) And she said, can these guys skip the line because they're about to miss their flight back home to Sydney? And he looked at the boys and said, why are you late, guys? And they looked <laughs> the dustiest I've ever seen human beings look. And I just, 
had such a fucking respect and kinship for this dirt. He was my father in this moment who had just shepherded me through the situation to make sure I got my birthday present back, allowed me to cut the line, but also did not skip a beat to give these guys their fucking juice. Like, they probably got on the plane after that, but he let them know. He fucking let them know they should have been there on time. Why are you late, guys? Honestly, the people who work security at Queenstown Airport, I flew out of there recently. I had to wait like, everyone had to wait like an hour just to get through security. The lines are so long. That would be a stressful, high-intensity job. He's going to be dealing with a lot of people who are frustrated, upset, like he designed the infrastructure, which means that the lines can't be processed faster. I love this person. Yeah, he's an absolute legend, a dead set legend. So um, tip of the hat to Chris. The adventurer. Yeah. Tip of the hat to um, the person who I assume is the manager of of um, security at Queenstown Airport. And yeah. uh, tip of the hat to Guy Montgomery, who's not letting a pesky virus slow him down. And tip of the hat to me, yeah. uh, who's not letting 30 hours in the air stop him from no um, taking his, his baby boy to the UK. You'd be mad too. Mm. And on that, Your Honour... We rest our case. It's the worst idea. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea. It's the worst idea of all time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.